made it legal now for um, for gay marriage, and there's been a lot of prophetic words that's been going on since then. People who've never really dreamed dreams or seen visions or seeing things, and one of the things that I sense the most in the spirit is that God is calling the church to come together to pray and to repent, because so often it's easy for us to look and say, um, well, you know, like the, the tax collector in the New Testament who prayed and said, at least I'm not like this sinner, you know. We, we have that, well, at least I'm not like the homosexual or at least I'm not like this person down the street. And God wants us, the, the Bible says that judgment starts in the house of God. And so um, we've been praying and, I, and seeing what kind of new series we want to go into. We just got out of talking about the book of Acts and been uh, really excited. It's one of my favorite New Testament books. And I felt like we need to really focus on the words of Christ because there's a lot of confusion in the church. There's a lot of people who are even Christians who, who you know, are loving people and they just, they don't understand. They don't understand because our culture says sin is not sin anymore. And so uh, they're confused and, and we need to bring clarity. We need to have understanding in these last days. And so we're going to be focusing in the next uh, several weeks, next five to six weeks on the, the words of Jesus. And, and so if you have a good old leather bound Bible, uh, most of them have Jesus's words in red letters. And so we decided to talk about that. And this series is called paint the town red. Can you say that with me? That's old school. That is an old school saying that that used to mean like to, uh, there's several different thoughts of what it meant. Basically, it meant to go out and have a good time, to to live it up, to party it up. Um, Actually, one thing I read is to make an impact. But today, we are going to talk about painting the town red by bringing the blood of Jesus back to our city because we need to focus on him and his words and what he's doing. Friends, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 1, that we are, the last days will be perilous times. Troubles like never seen before. Hard times like never seen before. And I'm telling you, I haven't sensed this kind of urgency uh, since I first came to know the Lord. I believe that he wants to wake the body of Christ up. He wants to wake the true church up. So many of the uh, people of God have been sleepwalking through our Christian walk, through our Christian journey. We need the fire of God. We need to see revival. We need to see young people excited about Jesus like they are about the new concert that they're going to. We need to see um, seasoned saints still praying through and, 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 passing down what they've what they have received onto others we need to see people walking in the gifts of God because we need it more than ever before because there's so many deceiving uh, lies and of the world that are out there right now and so um, I felt the most important thing for us to come back to when talking about the the red letters of Jesus is that we need to come back to prayer so today, if you came in, there's a couple ways you can follow along with me. You can go ahead and uh, pull out in your uh, bulletin. There's a talk it over sheet, and there's some notes, a couple fill in the blanks that we have there. Also, you can go to version and follow along with me, right, babe? Did you put on version? Okay. And uh, you can follow along there, too. And we're going to talk about the need for prayer today. And let me just share a little bit of my heart here, too. So we're, we want to talk about this need for prayer. Then last several weeks, the Lord has been stirring in my own heart uh, 
that I need to pray with more fervency than I have been and that I need to and so it's been going on it's been kind of marinated in myself for the last several weeks I remember when Pastor Joshua and I first started um, courting I remember one of the things that he said he found most attractive about me was that I would pray and pray through I would whoever I was never one who wanted to go lay hands on everybody at the altar I got one person I was with you until we we had a breakthrough (laughs) and uh I'm like the Bible says sometimes that we need to return to our first love and do the things that we did at first. And friends, right now, more than ever, we need to have a returning to God. We need to turn again to him and do the things we did in the beginning. And when you first get on fire for God, man, praying is not hard for us to do. Praying is something that is natural to pray and to worship and, you know, uh, to, to not care what people think, to be the one jumping up and down, not because you want to be seen, but because you love him so much. Friends, there needs to be a turning again to Jesus. And we can't expect the world to act like anything but the world because they are the world. But we need to have an expectancy in the church for the church to act like the church. The hands and feet of Christ, the literal body of Christ, the bride of Jesus wanting him. You never seen, if you've ever been to a wedding, I just went to uh, my second cousin's wedding and it, she was a beautiful bride. You've n- I've never been to a wedding, at least in this country, that I, you know, those forced weddings where the bride's walking down crying. But the weddings I've been to, that bride's walking down with, you know, with if there's tears, it's tears of joy, excitement, this new life that's getting ready to happen. And that bride takes time to be prepared and look good and in white and the most beautiful she will probably ever be will be that day. Friends, the bride needs to get ready because he's coming back soon. Mark my words, friends. He is coming back soon. I believe that he's coming back very soon and we need to get ready. We need to get ready. And so today I want to talk about uh, three areas of prayer that we're really weak in that need to be strengthened. See, Leonard Ravenhill, one of, probably my absolute favorite, uh, he would be uh, a revivalist, a preacher of old, that my, one of my favorite sayings that he had is, if weak in prayer, then weak everywhere. Friends, if the church is weak in prayer, we are weak everywhere. So we're going to talk about three areas of prayer that need to be strengthened. One, prayer that is undercover. Let me explain what I mean by undercover. Have you guys ever seen like maybe a cop show? They're probably my favorite. If I watch a series on Netflix, it's going to be a cop show. I don't know why I enjoy, I've always have enjoyed cop shows. I really like the ones where they go undercover into some kind of operation and they're going to bust all the bad guys. I just, I love it. But when, when, a, when a police officer goes undercover, according to my Netflix series that I watch, right, they, they blend in. They're not going to be seen. They're not wearing their full uniform with the hat and the badge, right? They blend in. They wear street clothes. They're undercover, blending in. They're doing it in secret. That's the kind of prayer that God desires from us. Not, let's get on Facebook and write out a long paragraph. I'm not saying that that there's not a time and place for that. But friends, right now, God is calling us to go into our prayer closet and pray in secret. Leonard Ravenhill says this, the secret of praying is praying in secret. 
Jesus says it this way in Matthew 6, 5 and 6. He says, and when you pray, do not be like the what? The hypocrites or the pagans. Yep. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I remember a few years ago, I did a word study on, on, on this passage and a word study on the word closet and what that means. You know, I didn't know if I needed to like get into my little closet at my house and, and I best believe I stuffed that with clothes. If y'all can't tell, I like to shop. So, you know, I stuffed that. I'm like, do I need to like get into my closet? Is that what Jesus meant? And I did a word study on that word closet and found the Greek word, some something I can't pronounce, whatever, but it means it, the, <laughs> I'm not even going to try it today. It means the, by the time the new Testament got around this, this word came to be known as a bed chambers. So he's, Jesus is saying, go into your bedroom, go into the place that's most private, the place, right? That we get undressed and dressed in the place. If we're married, that we have intimacy in the place that is most private and most intimate of place and pray. Friends, do you get that? God is calling the church. He's calling the bride to intimacy again. He's calling us to have that time where we pray and seek him. Friends, the enemy wants to stun us with what's going on. He wants to bring a discouragement and a defeat, a spirit of defeat over the church that we just stop and give up. Oh, the world has won. They done past gay marriage. Time to quit. That's how some of us have had that attitude. How do I know? Because that's how my attitude was Saturday after the, 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 the day that, the day afterwards when it rained all that day, man. Josh was like, why are you moping? I was just moping. I, just, I couldn't even bring myself up to pray. I was just moping, just moping, just walking around moping. He's like, babe, why are you moping? Uh, I just didn't even want to talk to anyone. He was trying to talk. What, what's going on? Why are you? I don't even feel like talking. I just feel like moping. And there's, there's a time for weeping. There's a time for grieving. But friends, we got to get up and do something. And the number one thing we need to do is we need to return to our first love. And that's going to happen through prayer. It is going to happen through prayer. We need to pray and we need to seek his face like never before. The Lord dropped this in my spirit. If we spend more time undercover... We spend less time overwhelmed. So many of us in the church are not being effective for the kingdom because we're so overwhelmed with our own life problems. We can't be effective for the kingdom. We can't win any battles for Jesus because we're constantly just drowning in our own life problems. How can we be victorious when we just feel like we could barely breathe? We could barely make it. We're just hanging in there. We're not standing firm. We're barely hanging in there. Friends, it is time to shake off those worries of the world. It's time to shake them off and to focus on him again. Because he wants us to be undercover, but we can't be undercover for Jesus if we're constantly being overwhelmed. It's time for us to seek him. We just did a study this, this week on, Matthew, or on Philippians 4. 
and what it means to, to get rid of anxiety, friends. Read it again. It says to pray. It says to pray. That's how we can overcome anxiety. But see, in America, we, we just drug everything up. Oh, you got anxiety here. We got medication for you. Medication for worry? I believe God can set you free. I believe it's a demonic attack of the enemy. I really do. And the enemy wants you to be numbed and be medicated so that you can't be focused on him and pray through. Listen, I could be medicated too because anxiety attacks me as well. And I'm not saying, but friends, the Bible tells us it gives us a prescription that doesn't come in a bottle. It's to pray. To present our request to the Lord. Come on. Oh, that's hard. But listen, worry is sin, and that's what the word of God says, and it's keeping us choked up. It's choking the life of God out, out of us where we're not even advancing the kingdom because woe is me. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you know Jesus? Have you been bought by his blood? What do we have to woe about? Because this life is fleeting, friends. Oh, we got bills that are unpaid. Welcome to the club. This life is fleeting. Oh, man, I've, I had a fight with my, my, my spouse. Welcome to the club. This life is fleeting. Oh, man, my kids are, are not doing right. And, and welcome to the club, friends. This life is fleeting. Have you prayed? Oh, I just, I've been too busy just trying to figure out how I can deal with it and how I, I'm just worried about it and I don't even know and I'm just worried, worried, worried. Have you prayed? Have you went to the Father? Have you went to your bed chambers? Have you closed the door? Have you sought his face? Have you got on your face? Have you said, God, I don't know what to do, but I'm crying out to you because you are the God above every God. You are the name above every name. You are the Lord above every Lord. And I'm tired of trying on my own. It's time to wake up. We cannot be messing around anymore. Another thing that's been dropped in my spirit is, listen, if the rapture happened today, would you be ready, church? If Jesus came back for his bride today, would you be ready? Because there is a parable in the Bible that's called the ten virgins. Ten what? Ten, ten sluts? No, ten virgins. Right? Ten virgins. And guess what? Five of them... We're not ready when he came. It's time to get ready, friends. Listen, I want to share something. Pastor Joshua didn't give this announcement. And this is just crazy for us. So God has been speaking to us. Uh, we've been really been get, being stirred up in our, in our own walk. And um, been talking to different, different friends. My dad had this, this dream that was like totally a God dream. Um, I, I don't have time to go into all of it, but I felt it was very prophetic. Um, the gist of it was that, that at the same time of chaos being released in our country, in the spirit realm, he was also going to be releasing more of a deposit of his spirit on his people. Okay? And uh, the Lord showed me about probably two, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, I, I, I text Pastor Steve and Angel. The Lord showed me what began in the spirit do not complete in the flesh. And that's also a scripture in Galatians. I believe it's in Galatians. And I felt like the Lord was saying, remember the times 
of when you guys dedicated yourselves to the Lord and you were laying out here on the altar and you're saying, we don't want church as usual. Remember those times that you were praying and saying, God, you come, you have your way, you have your way. And so I was praying, I'm seeking. And then I had a friend from like back in the day, I haven't talked to in a while, an, uh, a godly older woman who we looked up to, um, call me up about some different things, some of Muslim people getting saved, some radical things going on. And um, at the same time, last week, Sister Juanita came to me and was like, I really know that God is doing something. He keeps giving me um, the number five. And, and that's how we was like praying about that. I'm like, God wants us to return to prayer. And that's why we're taking Monday through Friday to pray. So then I realized today is July what? July 5th. And so my, my friend, some of you guys might know her, know her. Her name's Carol Cosmano. She used to go to Solid Rock back in the day. She's calling me and telling me about all these, uh, these two Muslim men. The one Pastor Joshua prayed for back in the day, like we were first married, like at least 10, 10 or more years ago. And so he's like radically on fire for God now. Young, a young man, probably our age, maybe even younger. Um, and then this other Islamic man, I mean, he was... <laughs> totally radically saved. Somehow they end up in Florida, went to Pastor Key's church, um, prayed over Lloyd Truly. I don't know if any of you guys know him. Lloyd is now healed of cancer. Um, so, I mean, just crazy stuff going on. And, and, and all this, you know, we've been praying and saying, okay, God, what are we to do? And so we're coming together spontaneously tonight, and we're going to start our prayer service first just a worship service tonight and we're gonna have testimonies and whatever god does totally spontaneous listen i am a planner if this was joy it would not happen with pastor earl and renee are on vacation with pastor dawn and ben are on vacation where my besties and her husband are on vacation and half our board and half our pastoral team are gone i would not plan a spontaneous i don't plan spontaneous i don't do spontaneous okay holy ghost does spontaneous and i just want to get in and, and flow with it. So listen, I don't know about you guys. I have no idea what this is going to even look like today. I think Jeff Jones is going to come and lead some worship. I don't even know, but I'm just ready for more God. And so I'm, I'm going to be here and I'm saying, Hey, I would love for you guys to come too. We're starting at seven. We're not doing any childcare. We're not doing anything like that. We're saying, bring the babies. I'm going to have my kids here and we're just going to, we're just going to just going to go after God. And just see what God wants to do. Because God's spirit, his, his word says that in the last days, his spirit will pour out on what? All flesh. And it says our sons and daughters will prophesy. Friends, we need revival. And we really need revival with our youth right now. Because the things that are going on in the world, they need to see Jesus. And I believe if they really experience Jesus that they're going to walk it out and be a radical generation for him. And so... We're going to pray tonight, and I'm going to ask you guys, if, and we're going to worship, and if you guys want to come join us, awesome. If not, hey, as for me and my house, <laughs> we'll be here serving the Lord. The next thing I want to talk about uh, is, actually, I want to skip up, because there's, there's a verse here that the Lord gave me that I felt was for our church, too, going back to anxiety and stuff, okay? Psalms 91, 1 and 4 says, you, this is the message version, and I love how it's, word it here. You who sit down in high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, say this, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I am safe. I feel like that's what a lot of people need to say. People who have been dealing in our body, who've been dealing with worry and anxiety, we need to say, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. 
That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Get this. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arm fends off all harm. Friends, we need to be undercover with Jesus. We need to be under his blood, under his authority, under his protection, under his direction, under his guidance. We need to be under him when we pray, friends. It's time to get back undercover. The next thing that we need is that we need to pray with urgency. This has been a word that has been stirring in my spirit. We need to pray with urgency. Matthew 24 says it like this. And this is, again, Jesus, 36 and 44. It says, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels are heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. See, the disciples were asking Jesus, when are you coming back again? He says, but as in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Another gospel says, as in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Hmm. I'm just waiting for the light bulb to go on in some of you guys' heads here. Right? As in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Are we getting the light bulb yet? Anyone getting that? For, for in those days, the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, up to the day of Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it would be for the coming of the Son of Man. Friends, we need the fear of the Lord again. We need the fear of the Lord. The Bible, Jesus himself says, why fear man who can just destroy your body? If you're going to fear anyone, you need to fear God who can destroy both your body and your soul because our soul will be thrown to hell. We need to be fearful of God. We need to have a fear of the Lord again. We don't have time. We can't be young teenagers saying, well, you know what, May, or, or young adults, well, maybe when I'm 25, I'll get right. You don't know if you're going to be there till 25. We don't know if this world will be here until you're 25, friends. We need you to get right now. Get right. We can't say... As married people that have all of our issues and problems, well, I'll focus on God after I get caught up on my bills. No, we need to focus on God right now. Or after I finish this course in school, or after I get this promotion and and work, or after, no, now is the time. See, because it says, as in the days of Noah, it says two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinded in a hand mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, Keep watch because you do not know what day your Lord will come. Friends, we need to keep watch. We need to watch and pray. It says in verse 43, but understand this. Now listen, if Jesus says understand this, we need to pay attention, right? He says, now understand this. That means don't just hear it, but get understanding. Say, I want understanding. If an owner of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would not, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. Friends, I believe there's a lot of us who've allowed the enemy to come and break into our house. You hear that? That's a prophetic word for you. There's been a lot of us who have allowed the enemy to come and break into our house. We have not kept watch. We have not paid attention. We have not prayed. We have not 
went after God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. We've let heterosexual sin flow so much in our church that now it's given doors to all kinds of perversion, friends, and it's only going to get worse. But at the same time as chaos is being released in our country, the Holy Spirit wants to pour out his spirit on those who truly believe. But listen, he's not going to give a gift to us if we're not expecting one. And what's happened is the enemy has come in and brought confusion. See, you know, the Bible says that even when we go through deliverance and we get, say you had a demon of some sort and that demon is cast out in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demon is going to go and it's, and it's going to go away for a while. But if you don't sweep clean your house and get things in order, it's going to come back to see if it can reenter. And not only is it going to come back, it's going to bring some buddies, seven stronger than himself. Friends, that is where America has been. Because we have not watched and pray. We have not sound the alarm like we need to. We've had comfortable preaching so that our, our, our padded pews can be full and so that we can have this facade of being alive when really we're dead. I had to repent myself, Lord, I've been tired. And I've been walking tired and, and paralyzed and not moving the way I should as a daughter of God that has your gift and your anointing. Friends, it's time to wake up. Because he says, understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would not have he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready. We must be what? Ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. We need to be ready. Because he could be coming back right now. He could be coming back before I'm finished talking today. He could come back this very instant. Are you ready? Have you repented? Because there is no salvation without forgiveness. And there is no forgiveness without repentance, friends. It is the truth. No one is saying that anyone is better than anyone else, but there has to be repentance of sin. We have to say, we have to confess our sins. The Bible says, confess with your mouth that he is Lord and believe in your heart. It has to be twofold. There has to be a confession, friends. There has to be a repentance. There has to be, God, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for my adultery. Forgive me for my fornication. Forgive me for my perversion. Come on, church. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. We think we're going to be caught up in the rapture and looking on that nasty stuff on the computer. Come on. Come on, women. We think we're going to be caught up in the rapture and we're having a virtual uh, uh, adultery with some dude on Facebook. Come on. Come on. Would you want to marry a bride like that? One that you know is cheating on you. Friends, it's time to wake up. It's time for us to, to, to pray and seek his face. And we need to have an urgency because he's coming back. This is what I, a question I've heard in the spirit. It says, Jesus said this to his disciples. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. 
Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? Comparing that ring in my, in my heart this whole week. That's the question he has for us. Couldn't you keep watch? Couldn't you pray? Just, just one more hour. Couldn't you pray? Couldn't you, couldn't you just stand up and, and seek my face? Couldn't you just pray just a little bit longer? Couldn't you just share the love of God just a little bit more? Couldn't you just tell your children the truth? Couldn't you just seek me with all of your heart? Just a little bit more. If we're not praying, friends, we're straying. Do you hear me? If we're not praying, we're straying. I believe Leonard Ravenhill said that too. I just didn't quote him because I don't know where I heard it from. Someone good said it. If we're not praying, <laughs> we're straying. If we're not, a, a praying man stops sinning, but a sinning man stops praying, friends. We have got to pray and seek his face. See, Matthew 7, 7 says it like this. It says, ask. This is what Jesus said. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. See, the Greek tense in that, word, in, in, in that passage is ask and keep on asking. It's a, it's a persistence. Not just one time and give up. Well, I asked. Oh, well. I'm done. I asked him to heal me. Oh, well, I'm done. I didn't get it. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Matter of fact, Jesus said, be like the persistent widow. The one who went to, to the judge and said, give me what, what, what's, what's due and just keep on going. Come on. Who has that friend that keeps on calling until you pick up? Lisey. If Lisey's your friend, you got her. Come on. <laughs> right? Persistency. It's a good quality, Lisey. You're going to get what you're going to get. Come on, church, we need to be like that. We need to keep on seeking his face. We need to keep on knocking. We need to say, God, we need you in America again. We need you in our youth. We need you in our children. We need you in our marriages. Listen, we got the world fighting for the right to be married as a counterfeit, and the church is saying, come on, oh, well, just get a divorce. If you ain't happy, life is whatever. Come on, just do it. First couple years of, of our marriage, I threw that word around a couple times, and the Lord convicted me and said, don't never throw that word around again. And I haven't said that in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Jesus, probably in a decade of being married now. Uh, first few years, I would get mad. And, oh my God. What? That's stupid, man. Over what? Because Pastor Joshua never gets the car before me. That's our number one fight. I told him, I'm not, I didn't marry you to be your butler. Man, I load up all the kids, pack up all the bags, and pull the car out the garage before the man comes out. You know it's true, mama. You know that's how he is. Didn't you say you used to tell him to take out the trash uh, until finally you would just pick up the trash and put it in his bedroom? If I could just pick that car up and put it in the living room, I would, doggone it. But is that, I mean, that's the stupid things we say we want to get a divorce over. Come on, Christians, come on. You're throwing that word out today and the day and hour we live. If you're married, you better I'm married and there's nothing that's going to separate me from my husband in the name of Jesus. Come on. You're married in Christ. 
got people fighting to get into a marriage that we want to just throw away. Come on. And we don't got time to play people fighting for the right to get married. And it's not even a real marriage. And then we got people in the church living together, pretending to be married when they're not. Come on. Is we're, We need to have the urgency of getting right with God today. Listen, y'all know I love you, right? For real, man. I, I love y'all. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be an angry fire and brimstone pastor, but listen, if fire and brimstone's coming, I'm going to warn you. Because I love you. Just like if I saw, as my, <laughs> my son Justice, we, we've been having ants, right? But for some reason, he calls them spiders. They're big, ugly ants. And we got ant, I can never say it, traps. I call them ants. <laughs> Nope, I ain't going to tell y'all what I call them by accident. <laughs> but we got these, these ants. They're, they're giant. But, but Justice thinks they're spiders every time he says, Mom! Spider! He's warning anyone around for that. If that ant crawls by him, that big old ugly ant, Mom! Spider! I'm like, come on, baby. Let's step on it. Get rid of it. Friends, we need that warning. We need that warning in the church. It's time to wake up. Stop hitting the snooze button on the alarm. Wake up. Rise and shine. Let the Christ light shine on you, church. Let's walk in the marvelous light. We can't mess around anymore. We're living in the last days. We're living in the last days. the, The Lord dropped this in my spirit, too. Instead of sleeping, we need to be weeping. I think I actually made that one up. I don't know, though. It was God. I might have quoted it from some famous person I couldn't remember, but (laughs) it rhymes, right? Listen, it's true, man. Instead of sleeping, we need to be weeping. Instead, we're sleeping in our pews. Oh, when is she going to be done? I'm hungry. Doesn't she know it's the 4th of July weekend? Some of y'all probably got a hangover, but it's okay. Jesus wants to set you free. Wake up! It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to get right. We don't got time to mess around anymore. Do you know anyone who's not saved? We need to be filling this place up with people who don't know him. We need to be dragging our teenagers. I don't care. Thank God for my mother-in-law who dragged my husband to church. He won't be the man of God he is today if she didn't drag his butt to church. Guess what? One time he came out of church and lit up that joint right there in the church parking lot. Because he was being, yeah, when he was, what, 15, 16 years old getting dragged to church? Yep. But one day he answered the altar call and the power of God hit him and he fell backwards and was like, what the heck just happened to me? And God started to sanctify him through and through. But guess what? It came first from a praying mom who drug his butt to church. Are they living in your house? Are they living in your house? Then who has authority? You know what? And I don't care. My, my mom was, was telling one of my kids. Oh, no, she was, I don't know who she was telling. She said, I'm so grateful that you loved me enough to tell me the truth when I was in sin. Boy, my mom tried to backslide on me. No, 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 no. This was years ago, over a decade ago. She tried to backslide on me. I went in the house. I still had keys, even though I was married. Went in the house, took the bear in her fridge, poured it out. 
She went home, poured it all out, turned the worship music on and wrote notes. <laughs> That's what she came into. <laughs> you gonna backslide on my watch? My own mom? Come on, friends, we need to get like that. I got some family members still that are trying to live all kinds of uh, a crazy life. And I'm like, I'm going to love them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to try to make connection with them because I don't want them to go to hell on my watch. Do we got friends and family? Do we got children that aren't living right? Do we got cousins, aunts, uncles, moms, dads, neighbors? Neighbors, neighbors, Lord, neighbors. Come on. Do we got some? Who are we telling about Jesus? Because that Muslim guy who's probably going to testify tonight, guys, well, he's not Muslim anymore. He's filled, he's filled with God now. You know what he said when he got up in Pastor Keith's church? He said, I'm a baby. I'm a baby Christian. You know, I don't know all my verses yet, but I can't help but tell people about Jesus. How are y'all not telling people? He said, I'm so hungry. I can't go to one church. I'm going to two because they don't feed the pastor. They don't feed me enough. I got to go to two. Lord, but we don't even want to come on Sundays and Wednesdays. Come on, I made it one day a week. Come on, come on. Why is she texting me? She missed me. Man, I only missed one day. <laughs> because not on my watch, friends. Come on, we need to get it together. Urgency. Guess who else's watch it is? Melinda, it's your watch. John, is your watch. Sister Dorinthia, it's your watch. Jonas, it's your watch. Joe, it's your watch. Aaron, it's your watch. Right? Right, Frank? It's your watch. Right, Jennifer? It's your watch. Come on, Lisey. I know we got babies, but it's still our watch, isn't it? It's our watch. We got to get it together. Come on, we got to get it together. It's time to wake up, friends. The Bible says that we need to be between the porch and the altar, weeping and seeking his face. See, that word urgency, when I was looking it up and I was looking at all the different um, sentiments for the, for the word and stuff, one of them meant burning. To burn. To be on fire. We need that kind of urgency. Jesus, please burn in us the urgency of this hour. The scripture that the Lord's been putting on my heart all over here lately is if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn what from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their lands we need to seek him we need to wake up we need to understand as Jesus said understand this we need to understand the urgency of our hour we need revival, and revival, friends, starts in prayer. We need revival. We are a dead church in America. We need revival. We got the Russian church rebuking us. We got the underground Chinese church rebuking the American church. We got the, the, the third world countries looking to us saying, but they got all the riches. They got all the PowerPoints. They got the screens and the air conditioning and the padded pews and the nice expensive buildings. And what are they doing? They're not producing disciples. Friends, we got to get hungry for Jesus. We need to have an urgency that, man, I'm not being fed enough. So I'm going to get in my word. I'm going to get all every good godly, not just any Christian book out there in the Christian bookstore, because who knows what half of them believe. Okay, but get some sound doctrine so we can rightly divide the word of truth. 
We need to wake up, friends, because people are dying and going to hell. Wake up. The urgency, prayer for urgency, and finally, friends, we need prayer for unity. John 17, 20, and 23, Jesus said this. He said, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, talking about the disciples, praying for us right here. He said that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so the world may believe that you have sent me. Why doesn't the world believe? Probably because we're not in Christ. He says, I want them to be one as I am in you and you are in me. Let them be in us. We need to be in Christ. We need to clothe ourselves with Christ. We need to walk in Christ. We need to everything in Christ. And he says, I have given them glory that you, have ga- that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me so that they may be brought in complete what? Unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as, I, even as you have loved me. See, some have said this is the only unanswered prayer of Jesus, the prayer for unity. Come on, friends. We need to get together. We need to get on the same page like the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, they were all together in one place, the same mind, same accord, saying, you know what, I don't know. I don't know. Like tonight, I don't know what's going to go on, but I want more of him. Can we at least say that? I want more of him. I want more of him. It's time to wake up. I want more. I want more. I want unity. I want the church to be together in unity. The Holy Spirit fell because the church was together in unity. The first thing that we need to turn, you know, yes, we need to go out in the world. We need to, we, there's, like I said, how many of us have unsaved family and friends? But friends, first we need to turn in and get that plank out of our own eye. What kind of sin are we dealing with that we need to get right? So when the rapture happens, we're ready. We're, I want to be caught up. Listen, y'all, I'm ready to get caught up. I'm even talking to my almost 12-year-old son, like, come on. What kind of, we got some idolatry in our life, huh? He's, like, he's praying and saying, Mom, I, I just don't feel like I got a breakthrough. What, what do we need to repent from? What kind of sin are we dealing with? Oh, but he's just, he's just a, a boy. No, man, that boy ain't just a boy. That boy is saved and filled with the Spirit. It's time to get right. It's time to get right, friends. Get, come together in unity. I want to encourage you, man. I don't know what God is doing, but I know that he's up to something. I believe that in the last days, yes, wickedness will increase, as the Bible says, but I also believe that there is going to be an outpouring of the Spirit, and I'm believing for one last harvest. If I can just take a few with me, right? If just a few can get it and wake up and come with me, if we can all go together in unity and be with Christ, let's start. I want to end with this quote from Leonard Ravenhill, and if our worship team can get ready. The true man of God is heart sick, grieved at worldliness of the church, grieved at the toleration of sin in the church, grieved at the prayerlessness in the church. He is disturbed that corporate prayer of the church no longer brings and pulls down strongholds of the devil. The corporate prayer of the church no longer pulls down the strongholds of the devil, friends. Come on. Let's not be deceived. Let's not be deceived. We need to pull down those strongholds, and that's going to happen when we come together and pray in unity. Do you get this today? You get this? 
He loves you enough to say, wake up, wake up, wake up. The hour is short. It's time. If you could stand to your feet with me.